Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One of the things that I teach is the immune system in our, in our bodies just plain old react differently based on how we view a situation. So if we see something as an immediate threat that, that triggers us into that fight or flight response that we most of us for, are familiar with, that kind of that scared rabbit is what I call it, or the deer in the headlights, ah! It's this response where we, we, we want to either fight or flee from this threat or, or freeze, maybe it won't see us. And that, that reaction, right? And that puts the body into this, ah, the, everything's over, I'm dying, crisis. I'm gonna go crawl under a rock or, or fight to the death. What athletes are so good at doing is seeing it as a challenge. So I'm gonna gather up my resources, I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm gonna meet this challenge that's in front of me. As scary as it seems, I'm not gonna die in the next 20 minutes. As crazy as it is, oh, I just lost my job, or I just lost a loved one, or whatever it is, you stop and ask yourself, okay, this I'm, I'm in this horrible, horrible place, but am I actually going to die right now? Am I actually gonna die, or is this just really, really, really hard? And so then the, ath- the athlete says, it's hard. Let's do what we need to do to face the challenge. Yes. So I it's like, like this, being a mental athlete and an emotional athlete um, to navigate through that. And, and it's not easy. No, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's not. It takes practice. Because we're powerful on the inside. Developing that healthy Wei Qi, that healthy energy boundary and with that also brings more clarity of what's in your bubble and outside of your bubble and what's affecting your bubble and am I affecting my bubble? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, or how am I affecting my bubble? The condition of your bubble is bumping up against everybody else's and theirs is bumping up against yours. And it's this whole, like a pinball machine of energy. And if we aren't grounded, we can get taken off center really easy with that. Mm. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Chrisanne Cravens. She's a holistic health expert, certified body talk practitioner, public speaker, and professional life coach. As a former deep tissue therapist and wellness center owner, her expertise covers many facets of emotional, spiritual, and physical health. As a child, she suffered poor health, and a tragic loss in young adulthood led her on a holistic journey that turned her health around. Kristen bring the mind-body connection with her and obtain her certification as a holistic health practitioner in massage therapy, Reiki, herbal studies, yoga, and body talk. 
Her body talk studies include epigenetics, body ecology, Eastern medicine, energetics, principles of consciousness, biodynamics, lymphatic drainage, and macrocosmic body, mind, and more. After years of training with other like-minded experts, she has learned to share her experiences as a holistic wellness coach through a unique lens. She is passionate in her approach and dedicated to helping her clients move through a wide range of physical, emotional, and spiritual transitions in the most efficient and transformative way possible. I had an amazing time chatting with Chrisanne. She was a breath of fresh air. She was able to bring with her, you know, tons of knowledge and her expertise and wisdom and positive attitude. I hope that you will be able to take back a lot of information with you and apply it to your own life as well. So let's jump right in. In today's episode, um, we're going to be talking to an amazing young lady. Her name is Kristen Craven. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, I want to welcome you to this podcast. It's all about helping all of us to walk into our highest and greatest version of ourselves. So we offer spiritual truths, personal development, and success strategies for just helping us all to align to our, our soul's purpose. Kristen Craven, she has an amazing story. She is the definition of just being so freaking courageous. You know, her mom passed away when her mom was only 49 years old to an accidental prescription drug overdose. And during that time, Kristen was only 28 years old and she was planning on getting married. She also had a, a husband who she who passed away from a stage four cancer six weeks after she got married. And, you know, that experience just led her to deepen her truth and teaching and just helping humanity to really realize that they can use their experiences and turn it into victory. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen, for being here with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nadine. Thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So we were just talking about before we got on, you know, how, you know, this, the just life experiences and how sometimes I was saying to you that sometimes I wonder if we have control. I mean, we do have control of our thoughts because our thoughts create our realities. But sometimes I think to myself, like, is, are things sometimes destined to happen to teach us things, lessons, because life is all about the lessons we're learning and taking that lesson and then apply it to, you know, next chapters of our life. So what are your thoughts on this? The experiences that we, that we go through, like you losing your mom at such a young age, and she was also really young, young as well at 49 years old. And then you losing your husband, finding out he had cancer six weeks after you get married. I mean, you got married. This is this is some really heavy shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those, or actually two of those avoidable circumstances in this case. Um, and yeah, it does make you question that. It's like, did I deserve this? Did I do something to cause this? What's going on? And, you know, people have their opinions and, and whatnot. So it really took me on a soul searching quest, you could say. Um, when I lost my mother, she had battled um, chronic illness since I was a child and the, the medications had just built up. She was just doing strictly Western medical and she wasn't doing other avenues to get things out of her body, you know, exercise and alternative therapies or whatnot. Now this was you know, 20 years ago, so there, it wasn't as common to have alternatives as it is now. Um, but that really made me reevaluate what, what made her sick? What, what was, what were her patterns? Did she cause it? Could she have prevented it? All those types of things. And I went down the holistic path at that point. Um, and again, as you mentioned, I was about 28 and I stopped taking prescription drugs for myself at that point. Um, I had a lot of pain meds and things for my back and whatnot. And I started seeking out natural means And I just knew that there was something or some things out there that could help me 
better my health. So I wasn't going to fall down that path. And a lot of her stuff was emotional as well. So, and I knew I had emotional issues too. You know, we get these things passed down. You know, we, we talk about this intergenerational trauma and she had proclaimed at one point, I remember when my sister and I were young, we were probably, I don't know, eight or 12 years old between the two of us. And my parents were arguing in the back or in the front of the car on the way home. And my sister and I were in the back listening, you know, pretending to be asleep. And my mother proclaimed that the dysfunction was going to stop with her. She wasn't going to pass it to her children. And I think that is really when she internalized. And as I mentioned, she didn't have outlets for exercise and things. And she was at a point where she was so sick. It was hard for her to exercise and she just didn't have the nurturing, the help that she needed to, to get over a lot of those hurdles. They just weren't available then. So um, I ended up going into massage therapy. I became a deep tissue therapist, started realizing that people stored trauma in their bodies. Uh, again, I added uh, yoga training with that, became a yoga instructor, all kinds of energy therapies, and eventually discovered the body talk system. And it was seven years after she died to the day I ended up on a table for this session. I had no idea what I was getting. And my friend had recommended I go see this gal. And as it turned out, it was a very life-changing session for me with my emotions and taking on that intergenerational trauma that she was trying to stop. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, of course, I had already absorbed it as a child. And, and I was now dealing with these emotional triggers and, and knowing I didn't want to internalize it. And so in addition to the yoga, I added dance um, and, and anything I could do to keep, keep energy moving in my body prevent that stagnation that causes dis-ease, as I like to say it. And all of that was very helpful, of course, years later when, as you mentioned, I got married and six weeks later, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And we had just opened a holistic wellness center at that time, just two weeks before we got married. So it was like this big, just all kinds of stuff going on. We opened a business, got married, everything was great. And then slam, everything changed. And I became a caretaker for basically five years. He died five years to the day from the doctor said he, the life expectancy maximum was five years. And so he, he was very good. He made it right to that very last day. And again, I had to pull out all the tools for resilience and it made me question a lot of the tools a lot of the teachings, really, I'm supposed to breathe right now. And I'm supposed to this or that or whatever it was. And how did I deserve this? There's all of the the questioning and the rug felt like it got yanked out from under me. And, and, and that particular circumstance, it was later in life for me and it sealed the deal on me not having children at that point. So not only was I losing my husband, it was like, okay, well, you're not going to get to be a mom either. And so again, that was a double whammy right there. And so that's all this stuff going on and having to find a lot of acceptance. I think that's one of the hardest things. I remember one of the nurses um, in the hospital when he was recovering from one of his surgeries and she, she stopped it and she looked at everyone and his family and all of us in the room. And she's like, I want you right now to, to listen to this right here. She's like, Don't ask why you waste your energy. You waste your time asking why that why is not a good question right now. It's just, you know, what are you going to do now? And what, what steps can you take now and, and stop swirling in the why, because you're never going to get the answer for why. And in a sense, in the spiritual realm, I think we sort of get the why. (laughs) And that is, is it, it gives us challenges and it challenges us to be better. It challenged us to learn more. And for me, it challenged me to own what I was teaching. Yeah. All of these, these tools that I was teaching people um, to deal with their own grief and anxiety and emotions. And I really had to own it. Um, one of, one of the sayings that I like to um, say a lot with this is, is when you learn, you teach. And then when you mm-hmm. teach, you learn. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just everything I, I would learn 
I would apply it and be like, oh, okay. And then I, I want to teach that. And then I'd teach it to somebody and be like, oh, they're asking me questions now. Oh, now I really got to own it. Now I got to dig deep to answer those questions. And so it made me even better when I would turn around and teach people. It really made me be more solid with the teachings. And, and like I say, own it, step into it and embrace it. And it's not always easy in those times. It's, it really isn't. You can feel really defeated, deflated, and like not going on. I, I have to say there's times in my life where I definitely didn't feel like moving forward. Mm. I wanted to crawl under a rock. I wished I would die. I mean, you name it. Um, but we keep going and breathing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's harder to breathe. Some of those days, it's really hard to breathe. So I, I like to tell the story of, of the, the first months, the first six months or so when my husband was going through the majority of those first cancer treatments, the radiation, the chemo and all of that. And I was having to teach yoga. Um, and I, I was having to cover the classes he was supposed to be teaching and then on top of mine and running everything else and taking care of him. And I would be crying on my way to the studio in the morning and go, what am I supposed to be teaching them? Look at me look at me right now, Chris, look at yourself, you know? And in those moments, I would just get the message, breathe, teach them to breathe. And, you know, you never know what students are going through when they come in the door, everybody has their stuff. They come in with their smile or maybe not a smile, go to their mat and start moving and breathing. And it was this unspoken support when you come in a room and we're all breathing together and moving and getting that flow. And of course this was pre-pandemic. So it was a little easier to breathe with a bunch of people. Um, and now it's, we, we do this virtually or, or outside is a great place. Mm -hmm. um, getting that fresh air. So really getting people back to the basics, which is what I needed because when you get knocked off center with these emotions and these heavy things, to get back on center, just to breathe is a challenge, mm -hmm. get that oxygen in there. And again, moving stagnation, the breath is what moves it. So yeah, that's <laughs> what it kind of comes down to. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oftentimes I find myself when I'm stressed out, I notice that I'm not breathing. My breathing is like shallow and I'm like totally inside of my mind in my head so I am, I'm, I consciously now make, make sure now all the time that I am, you know, just doing like I'm breathing. And I, and I always make sure as well that I, you know, I'm not sure if you, you know, who Wim Hof is, he's on YouTube. I haven't seen him or heard him. Wim Hof. So he's, he's an, an amazing, um, is so he's, he, he basically specializes in, um, breath work. Mm -hmm. where he teaches how to breathe properly. Like you do like, like 30 reps of breath, like, like really deep breathing. And then you, um, then you, you hold your breath for like a minute and a half or two minutes or 30 seconds and do it for like 10, 15 minutes, depending on the video that you're watching. And I've been doing that. And I realized that it's helping me a lot with the anxiety that I sometimes suffer from mm -hmm. and to calm my mind and to really, there's so many things, so many um, diseases and illnesses that we can really don't want to say cure, but I guess I can say that too, but just kind of minimize just by doing things that is, that is available to us. It's shift, shifting that possibility. Yeah. It's, it's shifting into another opportunity. You don't have to go down a certain path. Um, and I think I, I, I even saw that you know, with, with watching my husband go through cancer and there was a certain point where he didn't want to put forth the energy, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, to being here anymore. And I had to honor that. It was his choice. It was his choice. As much as I wanted him to stay and his family wanted him to stay, he, for whatever reasons, that was his purpose. That was his choice. However you want to verbalize that he 
didn't want to do a lot of those things. And that was frustrating for me because you think, oh, someone gets cancer. They want to do all this stuff. They yeah. want to and it's not always the case. I you like know. how you said that you had to honor, you know, honor is, 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 is well and, and respect what he wanted because I'm not thinking kind of putting myself in your shoes. I probably would have been over him. Like, are you kidding me already? You know, you can do this, you can do breath work. You can, mm -hmm. you know, you know, work on your energy and loosen up some of that stuck. And like, I, cause when you love someone, you know, but then again, I like how you come in and say, you have to honor his choices because we all have our own individual choices that we all need to respect. So it takes great courage though, for you to be able to back off and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to respect whatever decision that you choose yeah. to make. It's not, it's not an easy one for sure. Not an easy one when you're in that grieving process and that clingy feeling of, no, I don't want to lose you. And that, that whole thing. And, and, and then that's, what's so scary. I think when you're in those moments is, is the unknown what's beyond that moment. And, and because you're in such grief and heaviness, it's really hard to see, imagine that anything good can happen in the future. <laughs> beyond I know, I know that, that, that yeah. moment. And for me, I couldn't even imagine possibly ever finding happiness again. And, and I'm remarried now. Um, and a wonderful man came into my life. I couldn't have imagined the circumstances. I couldn't have imagined him. I, I, none of it. And I, I, I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't in my head and it wasn't ready. For, it wasn't time for me to imagine that yet, but I think we get in those, we have blocks to where we think that just nothing good is possible mm -hmm. because we're in such a dark place that it, we feel stuck there and it's never going to shift and it's always going to be with you. And how am I going to get over this? And, and, and trying to rebuild just seems so daunting yes. and, you know, and, and because it seems so daunting, that's where people will just want to, like I say, crawl under the rock. That depression thing is like, oh, okay, that's too much effort. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. You can't see the steps that you need to get to the goal, which is where trust comes in, right? Yes. And let go of control. Right. It is we can't, so we can't not easy. It. No, we, we, we don't, we can't. And, um, wow. I think, uh, you know, just letting go <laughs> that in itself is it's 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 i don't want to say it's challenging because that's given it power but it can be you know to to really say you know you know what i don't know what's going to happen down the road i am going to trust that everything is working out for my highest good because the universe got my back i remind myself of that every day and then you let go and once you let go then everything falls into its place but you it's to get to that place it takes a lot of healing and a lot of internal work to get right. to that place where you say I'm not in control of what's going to happen yeah I can do my part in trusting and following directions and you know but how it's going to work out I don't know how right <laughs> how is for God keep taking action right the the, the yes. analogy of putting one foot in front of the other and the steps will appear and it's so hard when you just been shattered mm. and, and those steps that you were taking were scary and horrible. And it's so hard to take another step. And you said something um, interesting a moment ago about um, viewing things as a challenge. And one of the things that I teach is the immune system in our, in our bodies just plain old react differently based on how we view a situation. So if we see something as an immediate threat that, that triggers us into that fight or flight response that we most of us are familiar with, that kind of that scared rabbit is what I call it, or the deer in the headlights, ah, and the, that mental fog, all of that. And it's this, this response where we, we, we want to either fight or flee from this, this threat or, or freeze. Maybe it won't see us. And, and that, that reaction. Right. And that puts the body into this, ah, the, everything's over. I'm dying crisis. I'm going to go crawl under a rock or, or fight to the death. And it's neither of those are good places to be in that fighting place or that, that withdrawal. So 
a good way to do this and what athletes are so good at doing is seeing it as a challenge in the sense that this is just a challenging experience right now. So I'm going to gather up my resources. I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to meet this challenge that's in front of me. As scary as it seems, I'm not going to die in the next 20 minutes. As crazy as it is, I just lost my job or I just lost a loved one or whatever it is. Stop and ask yourself, okay, this I'm, I'm in this horrible, horrible place, but am I actually going to die right now? Mm. Am I actually going to die? Or is this just really, really, really hard? Mm. And so then the the athlete says it's hard. Let's do what we need to do to face the challenge. Yes. So it's like like being a mental athlete and an emotional athlete um, to navigate through that. And, and it's not easy. No, <laughs> it, it's, it's it, it takes practice. Yes, absolutely. I um, want to talk about your book. The name of your book is um, anxiety antidote, your guide for life's challenges um, to get out of anxiety and get back into life. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and why you wrote it? Yes. Yes. So as I mentioned, a lot of the holistic uh, modalities or therapies that I fell into kind of had a common thread. And that was everybody that was coming to me was stressed out. Mm -hmm. You need a massage because you're stressed out. You're doing yoga because you're stressed out. And to the point where it's affecting their health, Mm -hmm. whether it's panic attacks, headaches, um, arguing with loved ones, not wanting to go out of the house, social anxiety, those, those types of things. Like it, it manifests in different ways for people, but the underlying thing is stress. And we all know stress is, is horrible for our health. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to put together, uh, originally, these, this is what I wanted to teach my children. <laughs> and then I had been training for so long. And then I was like, well, Christian, I have kids. Whew. So when I wrote the book, I was like, oh, okay, well, well, I want to share all this stuff. I want to share it with whoever wants to pick up this book and read it and who's looking for these tools. So um, chapters four through 12 are kind of like a workbook is kind of the feedback that's coming back to me now. Uh, And I walk people through really the, you know, getting the first steps of identifying what's in their way and, and tools to work with that. And um, I just have a whole series of of tips and tricks. We, We do talk a little about anatomy and physiology and, and the quantum world and sacred teachings and just Eastern medicine, Western medicine and how it all comes together. Um, so I can't wait to pick it up. Uh, it's very, very exciting. I'm excited to share it and, yes. um, it makes some, some change for people. Yes. And, and it's an, it's an, um, Amazon. Yes, it is. And it's also available on my website. If you'd like an autographed copy, Yes. And you can enter free ship into the um, promo code box on my website if you'd like to get the book. Absolutely. Um, and my website yes. is myantidote.life. Okay, that's my antidote as in A-I-N-T-I-D-O-T-E dot life. Correct. And, and the name of the book, the book is Anxiety Antidote, Your Guide for Life's Challenges. I will definitely be getting it because, um, you know, there, there are moments when I, when I do go through moments of anxiety and, um, I love yoga. I use that to, to reduce the anxiety that I go through, excuse me, and breath work and meditation and all of that. So anything that can help me to stay centered and realizing that (laughs) everything is going to be okay. And, you know, and live that life that we're all meant to live. A lot of us don't realize, a lot of people don't realize that the the anxiety and the stress that we go through, you know, it's the stories that we're telling ourselves and how we're viewing life from our perception. And, you know, and we don't, a lot of people also don't realize that there's, um, there's holistic way, there's a holistic way of going about it. You know, they, and I'm not knocking pharmaceutical um, drugs. Matter of fact, I am knocking it. Um, they, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I know a lot of people, including my dad, who he just, everything for him is, you know, where's the next pill? 
you know, nothing outside of that, because that's how we were conditioned to rely on something Mm -hmm. outside of us to help us not realizing that everything that we need to help us is already inside of us. It's, you know, it's just a way, it's just learning, it's just being aware of it and how to access it and getting right in, in touch with the right people like yourself in, in learning how to do that. And with the way that the world is going now with the pandemic, a lot of people are going through difficult times. You know, they're losing their jobs. They have family members dying of, you know, that COVID and just all these different um challenges that they're going through and the world needs people like you Chris to really you know go ahead I see that you want to say something yeah I wanted to just touch on that too um along with with the after effects of the pandemic now not only just levels of anxiety for people with um, trying to get back into life and figure out what life is right now but the after effects for the people that have um, had COVID, a lot of people having brain fog and fatigue achy joints digestion this and that. So a lot of the work that I do actually can really help address those types of things and kind of get people back online. Um, some people can even get their, their smell back online. Um, and I use a system called the body talk system and it's a priority based protocol. And I basically use a muscle testing to ask the body what it wants to do to heal and, and heal itself and, and, and follow the, those, those steps. And we do different uh, tapping techniques and breathing and whatnot, but it's, like I say, it's all priority based. So we're, we're asking the body what it wants to do rather than coming and go, Oh, I know what we need to do. Let's do this, 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 and this mm-hmm. it's, it's really uh, acknowledging that the body has that inner wisdom and, mm-hmm. and literally tapping into that. So um, we're, we're really seeing a lot of uh, good results, um, like I said, especially with people with long COVID yeah. um, and these things that it's just really hard to put a finger on. What is it? And all these random symptoms and, uh, and stuff like that. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff now that we can do. Yeah. And it's super exciting. Super I like exciting. that muscle. <clears throat> Excuse me. You said it's a muscle testing. Yes. So that, that's how we communicate. We go through a protocol chart asking basically yes and no questions of the body as we go through the chart, you know, is this a priority? Is this a priority? And, and fine tuning it into a formula that the body wants to put together in order to map itself back to a better state of healing. So little, little layers of the onion, baby stepping it, and eventually mapping oneself back to that state of homeostasis, that state of ease and calm. So you can think and function and nurture yourself and and go about life. Yes. I like that. You know, asking the body and respecting that every cells in our bodies are listening to us, excuse me, listening to our, um, self-talk. I, I noticed that when I, when I'm feeling negative and I'm having negative self-talk, that's what I, my, that's when my body feels like it's, you know, it's kind of tense and, and restricted and constricted. But then when I start talking nicely to myself, then I feel myself letting go and relaxing and just feeling like just more expansive. And a lot of the times we don't realize that <laughs> we're holding on to, um, I guess, stories that are not serving us, belief systems, excuse me, that are not serving us. Exactly. And it's causing us to to react in a certain way um, that is not, that is just not serving us. Because I notice, like, I get really tense a lot. And then when I catch myself, I'm like, oh, no. And I start talking nicely to myself. My body is relaxing. And I feel more expansive and just more open and more loving. So it's, it's really, you know, just paying attention to what we are telling ourselves. It is, you know, I want to bring a a little teaching from Zen master Thich Khan, who we just lost a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the favorite teachings of his that I, that I have is when, when you're in that, that moment and you're, and you're needing to breathe is you're taking that moment to take a breath and you say to yourself, breathing in, I'm aware that I'm breathing in. And then as you exhale, you say to yourself, breathing out, I'm aware that I'm breathing out. Mm-hmm. And just that brings your focus 
to watching the breath, telling yourself that you're watching it, that, and it sounds so kind of simple and like, what, how could that even be helpful? But I kind of like to compare that to, I don't know, you you tell a kid or something to take a breath and they're like, okay, fine. I took a breath, (laughs) you know, and, and yeah, technically, yeah, they took a breath, but the idea of this idea of someone saying, take a breath, it's stop and focus on your breath. It's not just the act of breathing, which yes, that's very helpful and is required, but if you can actually stop and watch it come in and watch it go out, it's like flipping a switch. All of a sudden you're back in yourself. It might just be briefly just for that one breath and you might be right back out, yes. but you had a glimpse of stopping for a second and being with the breath. Yes. And then with practice, the idea is that it gets longer and you get better that. at it. I might just try that. Matter of fact, I will try that. I like that because most of the time, you know, we're living in either the future or the past mm-hmm. and totally forgetting that everything is happening right now. Exactly. So That's we run away. Power is. <laughs> yes. We run away from what's happening right now mm-hmm. to, to the future, which is still happening right now and to the past which technically doesn't exist. It's, it's a memory. It's a, it's an energy. So yeah, stepping up and taking action. I really, I think a lot of what this is pointing to. And I think that's what causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of people right now is being stagnant, not knowing what to do. How can I help? And then people say, well, I don't, should I just throw money at a charity? What can I do? And there's so many little things that each of us can do. And if we all just, you know, that thing of taking care of ourselves, if we all just do that, then everyone's taken care of, you know, and, and, and and then we're better to help each other too. If someone can't take care of themselves in a moment. Well, we're all running away from ourselves, right? Right. (laughs) Right. It's, it's, uh, it wasn't until recently, I would say about a year ago when I stopped running away from myself. And start really facing um, just just being with myself. And you know what happens when you're with yourself, all that old shit comes up, Yep. you know, and then you have to sit and process it and not go on social media and try to drown it out or <laughs> yep. try to go look what's in the refrigerator to, to so you can eat and, and drown it out or go take a, a drink or something. That's what, <laughs> that's what okay. most of you, humanity, that's what I used to do to mm-hmm. avoid being with myself. Because when we're with ourselves, then we are forced to face the demons mm-hmm. that, you know, that is controlling us and telling us what to think. And we're not even doing the thinking because those thoughts are not ours. So it's, it's you know, it's if we can just take the, the time to be with ourselves, to listen to our thoughts and not judge it. You start to separate it out. Yeah, the idea of meditation, quieting the thoughts. And, and with that, once you start getting some space between the thoughts, you can start figuring out which ones are yours and which ones aren't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I just have that thought or did I just pick that up from somebody else? Am I feeling this icky energy coming from what's around me or, or is that from inside me? W- what's going on and finding this boundary is um, in this interface between you and the outside world. Uh, in Chinese medicine, they call it the Wei Qi, this little energy bubble that that's on the surface of our skin and, and anywhere that uh, the outside world comes into contact with us. And um, I, I like to use the example of what you might feel someone come up behind you or when the wind blows, you you feel you, this this interface on the um, on your skin. It's not the same as touch. It's more of an energetic touch. Yes, yes. And we can toughen up that skin because of circumstances, or we can be too loosey goosey with it and everything's coming in. Um, or we can find a balance, a healthy balanced way chi, which is grounded and strong to where we're radiating out from the inside. Therefore the stuff can't come in and be so constricting on us yeah. because we're powerful on the inside. And it's, it's this whole, whole thing, you know, people can have, you know, damage, so to speak to the way tea holes in it or whatever from experiences and traumas and, and, and 
that's why people can feel low energy. They're being drained or it feels like someone's plugging in and draining their battery and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So developing that healthy way, chi, that healthy energy boundary. And with that also brings more clarity of what's in your bubble and outside of your bubble and what's affecting your bubble. And am I affecting my bubble? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, or how am I affecting my bubble? Yes. I like so, that. Yeah. And then, and then you got to think, the condition of your bubble is bumping up against everybody else's and theirs is bumping up against yours. And it's this whole, like a pinball machine of energy. And if we aren't grounded, we can get taken off center really easy with that. Mm. Oh, yes. I, I noticed that when I'm not taking care of myself and I'm putting all of my energy into my son, I feel, I feel it in my root chakra where I feel like my legs and just everything is vibrating and I feel unsafe. So what I start doing now as a Reiki <laughs> master, nice. I start really practicing like, cause I just, you know, just really, sometimes I really do not take care of myself like I should. And then I pay for it. So I really start putting that attention in myself now where I really do that self-healing and ground myself so that I don't feel so ungrounded and unsafe and you know, and, and anxious and, and everything is just happening to me and really take care of it. Just, it's, it's all about taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. and putting ourselves first and, you know, taking care of our energy because everything is energetic. It really is. It really is. The science now is really pointing to that. There's so much, so much research now, so much. And what I get excited about is with all of this new science that's coming out, they're actually measuring all these, these energies and things that all the sacred teachings have been talking about, mm. the chakras and, yes. and, and things like that. And like I'm saying, the Wei Qi and, and how organs have different vibrations when they're healthy and when they're not. And, and it really goes down to fundamentals when we're talking vibration that diseased organs and tissues vibrate at a very low vibration. And when they're healthy, they vibrate higher. Mm. So disease can't live in a high vibration. That is so true. It just can't. Yes. So that's why we've talked about keeping our vibe up and, you know, and, yeah. and, and all keeping our energy up all of that. Cause when we get low, which is the, these times of grief and stress, we're more, we're more vulnerable. So, um, the spleen they're finding out now is like an inflammation control center. And there's a, a switch, it's like a switch in the spleen that switches on and off inflammation. So when we're really stressed out, the macrophages that are supposed to be eating um, viruses and pathogens and all this stuff and helping be part of our immune system to protect us, they can't do their function and actually cause more inflammation when we're stressed out. So instead of eating these inflammatory things and helping reduce our inflammation, it actually adds to it. So yeah. they have a new term called inflammaging right now. And it's actually, we're aging faster because of inflammation. And it's coming from the food we're eating mostly. Part of it and part of it from the outside stressors too. And we start talking about epigenetics and mm. our surroundings, but food and things. Yes. A very, very important component to that too, but they are also finding that it's, it's a lot of our thoughts and, and how yeah. we're dealing with stress and, and yes, it's important to have that baseline diet and, and give your body the, the components that it needs. So it can, can do all these things well and combat all the, the viruses and whatnots. Yeah. But when we have the negative thoughts and these, um, the poor me's, the victim mentality is always happens to me. And, oh, this is the story of my life. Yeah. We've accepted that. And like, oh, yeah, this is how it goes for me. Ha ha. But that's really powerful. I so like can, how you bring that up. We can stop so joking. Yes. It's so, oh my gosh. It's so, it is so important how we speak to ourselves because the some subconscious mind does not take a joke a joke it cannot take oh. a joke and if we say something even if we're not you know jokingly the subconscious mind is going to take it as truth and bring it into your reality it is so important the, the words how we speak to ourselves and what we're believing to be true or thought skin is what is creating every circumstances around us and, you know, I don't want to go into the blame, but that's why I stopped watching TV 
long time ago, especially the news, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I talk about it a lot because I really, (laughs) I really want to get it out so people can understand that the media, the news is not there for you. It is there to separate you from who you are and consistently feed fear into your consciousness and once you're operating from a place of fear you're no longer in control you're you're looking at something outside of you to save you and feeling like you cannot help yourself so thoughts the thoughts is so important but you know how do you disconnect from not realizing that you're not your thoughts you know Mm -hmm. we're not our thoughts our thoughts is a compilation of our beliefs and perception of how we see the world and those beliefs that we got when we were children. So it's, it's I don't know, I'm not the expert on, on this, you know, obviously you are, but it's so important to, to really get to a place where we say, you know what, I'm setting boundaries. And if you're not adding value to my life right now, whether it's a person or the news or the food or whatever it is, it, cut it out because it's going to affect the way we're feeling. It's going to affect how we're thinking. Very well said. Very well said. I actually have a a little section of my book called toying with my emotions, where I describe where I cut out TV and input and till I can get a control on on what was going on with my emotions. And, and really even to this day, I don't watch TV, you know, watch something here and there, but I'm I'm too busy learning and enjoying things. And, and, and I kind of explained in that little section, I started living through my, my real avatar rather than through some virtual avatar, you know, I wanted to get out and, and really experience things. And, and I think people think their lives are boring or something. And, and I think a lot of the reason why their lives are boring is because they're sitting there watching other people's exciting lives instead of living there. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a catch 22. Exactly. Watching things that people are doing and say, oh, well, wow, they're having such an amazing time. Their life is amazing. Look at me. I'm all born. Not realizing that it's all a facade. We all have shit that we have to deal with. We all have mm-hmm. stories. We all have things in our closet that we're still cleaning out. No one's, you know, no one is off limit from having problems, you know, mm-hmm. from having stresses, from having, it's just how we're dealing with it and what we're consistently telling ourselves but it's just, it's just becoming aware is just becoming aware of what you're allowing into your consciousness. Yep, exactly. And, and it takes practice. Why everyone says, says that they have to practice it and keep going at it and trying and you fall back and you go bunch in your old habits. And that's where getting assistance from people in, in rewiring, getting, getting sessions and things, working with people that are trained in this sort of thing we can really speed up that rewiring now. Instead, we, we used to have to just grueling talk therapies and support groups and this and that. And I'm not downplaying any of that, mm-hmm. but there's other things we can do to speed that along. Yeah. So we don't have to be all in that sticky mud and talking about it forever and talking about how much we want out of it forever. And it's, you know, get to it and get out of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and there, there, there's, there's tools and things to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. So what does a day look like for you when a client comes in? Um, Yeah. (laughs) What is, what does it look like? Well, we usually have a little venting time in the beginning, kind of see where things are for the week um, and, and what people are dealing with the highlights of, of their priorities for that time. And really as people, as we're talking, I end up getting uh, what we call, we call pop-ups. It's just like little signals of of what's coming up for their formula and then typically I will record a session for them and send it to them to listen to throughout the week so they can have it on their headphones or whatever and go back to it whenever they're feeling off and then each week we work and tweak the formula a little bit whatever their body's wanting that week and again peeling the layers of the onion and sometimes um things will happen in, in, in someone's like, I have a client I'm working with right now. And she, in the middle of all her anxiety, she now has to help a family member who's having problems drinking at work. Mm-hmm. So she's now out of her stuff and she's stepping forward to help this, their alcohol problem. And she feels better now. She's feeling purpose. And even mm-hmm. though it's a tough thing, 
Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. It's like, well, this came up because didn't you want this problem solved? You knew she was drinking a lot and you knew it was stressing you out and you weren't, didn't like watching it and what it was doing to the family. Well, look, now there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity to help her heal, help her shift. And so now she's being a supportive person for someone else and that's helping her anxiety. I like so, that. It just stuff, stuff will come up. Life just keeps coming up and it's just ironing out the details of it. And also seeing the blessings in those moments too. And it's like, well, you did ask for that, didn't you? (laughs) You know, you wanted change. You wanted this to shift. And sometimes it comes up in a weird way. It's like, well, you know, I wanted it to sunshine and roses. Why do we have all this stuff coming up too? And that's part of the growth and the shift and learning the lessons and, and, and steering steering the ship, navigating, um, as, as these lessons come up. The and, yeah. Start. Yeah. And like we all said before in the beginning that, so just, it's just about letting go and trusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the hardest thing. Yeah. The more we do it, the more it becomes habit and we start seeing the results, the more we do it. The more you yeah. trust, the more, more you're allowing it to happen and, and you're allowing the space for the miracles. But when we're gripping or like trying to control it and there's no space for the miracles to slip in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This was such a beautiful discussion. Thank you so much. Oh, it was such this, a joy. I love it. Yes, me too. I, I love, absolutely love talking to experts like yourself who are doing the damn thing, you know, who've been through hell and back and is ready and, and is helping the world to, to rise up and raise their, their consciousness and doing it through love and passion and compassion. And I can feel your heart. And that's why I love having discussion like this, you know, because you're doing such an amazing thing. The world needs you. Hmm. The world needs you. We need, we need you because, thank, you know, thank you for letting me get my voice out. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And if our listeners wanted to reach out to reach out um, and, con- you know, just connect with you. How would they be able to find you? You can go to myantidote.life and you can get a free clarity call there. We can sit down and discuss some things. You can also download a free copy of my book there. And as I mentioned before, if you want the hard copy of the book autographed, enter free ship into the promo code. Very nice. Thank you so much for you know, just gracing us with your wisdom and love and passion and compassion, just everything that you're exuding right now. It was such an amazing discussion. Thank you. Such an honor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.